0: Are doing crooked. Crooked, 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 crooked. Welcome back to uh Hamster with a blunt pen knife. Uh we are about to embark on the end of the classic series. Not that anybody knew it at the time, Hey, Stephen?
1: Well, uh, uh did we know it at the time? I, I
0: think we we there was there was whispers, there were rumors that it wasn't coming back. Oh, what's that? See I thought I oh hmm. uh, did they did they think it was like another hiatus? I,
1: uh Okay, so officially, it's like, with every series, they didn't know it was coming back. So it, it, it wasn't certain. And then the rumours started that actually they weren't bothering to renew it, and actually you know, they couldn't be bothered anymore. And, uh, you know, JNT wanted to leave for the 10th year running and, uh, yeah, all this kind of stuff. I so, can still yeah. remember,
0: you know, Doctor Who magazine jumping on any potential tidbit that the show might be returning for, like, 10 years <laughs> Because I think there was, was like... Was, there was, wasn't there, like, a movie that was touted at oh, one point with Caroline, Caroline Munro? Oh, all kinds of
1: ridiculous movies. Green Light Productions or some nonsense yeah. like that. And I, I remember at that time I was living in terror that, that one day a Doctor Who magazine, because I had a subscription, would come through my doormat and it would just have cancelled on the front in big letters oh, it would be a big story. It's like... But it never... But it was, it was never officially cancelled No, as such. It just kind of drifted away. And it good season and like did come back. It just took a
0: long time.
1: <laughs> yes, via Vancouver.
0: Uh, uh, via Vancouver, the, the lovely <laughs> kiss in the park. Yeah, exactly. No, actually, yeah, do you know what? Before we skip into survival, though, I, I think, mm-hmm. interestingly, the Rusty Davis era of Doctor Who, which obviously kickstarted that whole renaissance, it is like a fusion of what's happening in survival, like mm. urban London girl off uh, on adventures, and the TV movie, which is like stylish set pieces, snogging, um, terrible reset switches at the end. Like it is a, a, a good mixture of the two things.
1: That's interesting because I've always
0: thought. Um...
1: In some ways, Rose feels like the next day from Survival. It feels like it could be the, yeah. the week after, or well, I mean, like obviously, seventeen years, but um, but it feels like a, a continuation. They've taken all that feel from Survival and started it on a new series. But I haven't really thought about the TV movie informing Rose particularly.
0: The TV um, movie is literally played out in Boomtown the TARDIS, like, attempting to suck in Cardiff rather than uh, San Francisco. In fact, there are scenes from Boomtown that are shot very similar to scenes in the TV movie. They just don't quite have the budget. Watch it all again now. Oh, <laughs> I can always go back and watch Russell T. Oh, yeah, actually, you're right, aren't you? From Survival to Rose, it's like from one dreadful council estate to another.
1: Yeah. Uh, yes, yes. And they're, they're both in the same, they feel like they belong to the same world. Um, we never got to, to meet sense. the
0: the Jackie Tyler of the 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 Ace Council block, did we? Um no, she's uh she's the woman tapping on the window over
1: when the doctor's doing the cat food Ooh, business. Get out of my garden, you wretched cats. Good.
0: Exactly. No, she's she's the one that comes up at the end going flipping cats. All hours of the day. She looks a bit like Jackie. <laughs> yes,
1: yes, she is. She um, is now, that's Canon. Well done.
0: You know who we meet in this episode, don't we? that Dreadful! This is the, this is the Stephen Moffat. This is what he took from Survival. The dreadful little girl. She's like <laughs> my cat. <laughs> She's really awful. Oh, should we find that? Should we? Should we? Should we watch her? Should we? Should yeah, we get got, going? I'm excited now. Okay, I will kick us it in, in. Five, four, three, two, one. Off we There go. we
1: go. So we are killing Doctor Who today. Oh,
0: that is sad. It this, is. Isn't there a title, The Death of Doctor Who, in the William it, Hartnell era? There is. There's one
1: episode like that, isn't there? But but that's just Terry Nation. Yeah. Hyperbole. He's always like that.
0: I think one episode he calls The Death of Time. And I don't think time <laughs> actually dies in that episode.
1: Oh, Lord. I've, I've been... Uh, yeah, Simon got his, um, his Dalek book. Uh, Was well, it one of the dark books, anyway, that Terry Nation wrote? And it's just a delight full <laughs> of absolute rubbish. Uh, like the whole of the British, um, the, the whole of the space security services run by
0: Compuvac, the
1: most <laughs> advanced computer ever made. It's like, oh, fuck off.
0: What isn't, about, there, Terry? isn't there a continent on Scarrow called Darren? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, we're, we're a world away from Terry Nation here, though, aren't we? Oh, are we? He really
1: yes, we are. Now, <laughs> Terry Nation, he, he gets towards realism with Dalek Invasion of Earth, to an extent. There's a bit of, because they, he draws on his war experiences a lot. That's uh, true. And while most of it is nonsense about radiation, I think there's a lot of realism in Dalek Invasion of Earth about the way people behave in those circumstances. Yeah.
0: I think like, uh, the most interesting character there is Ashton isn't he the the, the black market guy mm. Exploited. ah
1: oh I, I think I think Dortmund I think you could do a show about Dortmund uh, in the wheelchair with his darling bombs oh. um that's fascinating that's a whole
0: other conversation you know um, guest characters in Doctor Who that should have their own show oh
1: well uh, ace's uh, little scooby gang here uh who was the ones that survived anyway um you can, I, I mean season 26 could have had, could have been set on Earth with all these characters, and this could be the culmination of their story with Midge finally getting his um his comeuppance, so to speak. There we go. And, uh... <laughs>
0: and then after this they head back to Earth and be drafted into unit by Brigadier Bambera and Anselin. And then they'll all have you... adventures like fighting off alien incursions on Earth.
1: Okay, reasons to love Doctor Who. We go from an alien world, running through an alien world, to some really awful wallpaper <laughs> and a terrible picture of a leopard in in one shot and like what no one no other show does anything like no. this. from
0: the ridiculous to the sublime or vice versa.
1: Yeah, or from the alien to to and um, this feels like an eighties house. This is perfect this is perfection. This is what life was like. This is my nan's um, house
0: in the eighties. This dreadful look at that dreadful settee and that awful wallpaper yeah yeah um but watch Ainley here he is still underplaying this that he could have he could have gone crazy like he's chatting to himself in a mirror
1: (laughs) yes and if he had over overplayed it this this whole thing would have fallen apart um but he's still he's still recognizably the master the camp old uh (laughs) who bothers the doctor every now and again with his tce
0: um, I've heard some fabulous Ailey, um behind-the-scenes stories, you know. Um, apparently his uh, autobiography biography is uh, full of wonderful moments where he dropped C-bombs all the time at his cricket club to people he didn't like. He sounds like such a character.
1: He despised Jesus of all kinds, I seem to remember, <laughs> really? being a character description, which is an odd thing, but uh, a good thing. Yeah. Um, sorry, just wow, um, Ace is fighting off the uh, the cheetah person within. Um,
0: and this is nice know, because I, I say, th- you don't normally get like um, any explanation of, exploration of a transformation like this. Normally it's just like, oh, the Doctor's companion's gone bad, you know. Yeah. Yeah, but for her to
1: be fighting it for the, uh, and that's that's, that's, I think that's where all the drama comes from, is the fact that the, she could go one way or the other, and it's it's all up to her and the and the sort of the, the the people around her. I think another fantastic idea was giving the cheapest people horses.
0: Yeah, um, it allows them to be a bit more dynamic. Imagine them just running.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, you always have problems with alien monsters being slow and naff, but stick them on a the horse and mm. they can just belt around. Um, there's not many other Doctor Who stories that feature horses um about it, you've got the awakening where they in it
0: a bit um, androids of tara
1: a little bit they're in the gunfighters but obviously you're not gonna get running around lime grove or wherever it is well
0: oh, they do come running in at one point but that's i think that's on, on film eating. yeah oh yeah. now you watch this bit in a minute uh where mccoy stops her from eating that carcass look at Uh, The way McCoy looks at the Cheetah person, he is fucking terrifying. And that is what I call playing to his strengths. He's not saying a word. Mm. Yeah,
1: I was thinking about that scene earlier where where he's shouting and saying, ah, stop running, the cheater people will get you and all that kind of stuff. But you can't do that quietly. It's sort of like... (laughs) I don't know. I don't think there's any way that could have been, that could have worked. I would, have, um, I would have just sort
0: of rewritten that scene just so it all played out a bit differently. Hit your doctor on the head with a rock and have him lie down for 10 minutes. That's like, fine. It's like they haven't seen that bit in Battlefield where he's like, There will be no battle. Ha-! You know, like- <laughs> Ace, don't eat that. If you look up
1: and your face is covered in blood from eating a raw corpse, our show will get cancelled. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> They're doomed. They're doomed. One thing I love about final episodes of TV shows is the sense of the the clock ticking. Yeah, like that this is your last chance to spend time with these people with your. I, I like to say your friends in a way. Um, and I, you don't get. I don't think you get that in, so much in survival, but there is. It's there
0: well, to an extent that they didn't that know, did they? Like the actors didn't know because they yeah. they finish this off with a uh, i'll see you next year and then they got the call a bit later yeah so what i love about this is doctor who ends in this classic run with them at its peak mm-hmm. like that ghost like curse of Fenric survival they found the mm-hmm. formula that works they're kicking it there's the plug was pulled but it's like it's irritating because it's peaked doctor who but what a way to end
1: it's a, a challenge for another time is to think of three stories in a row that are as good as those three in season 26
0: oh my word that's a great yeah. challenge no. okay that's all i'm going to be for... thinking about now <laughs> that, that's
1: that's for another day i, I have got three oh, i'm going to tell you what they are i've got three you yeah. ready for this
0: um in fact i can do five five in a row okay. yeah but it's, five it's great new series a though it's not classic it's new okay um silence in the library forest of the dead uh midnight turn left stolen earth uh
1: perfection yes well that's that's uh catherine tate you know so uh, what
0: was, your, was yours classic sorry were yours classic the three in a row uh
1: oh the classic three in a row is probably it's the season 12 uh three where you got um parking space Santara experiment genesis
0: yeah that's although i i have a few issues with Santara. Um so maybe not. Maybe not. Oh, 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 yes. oh, 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 here we go. Um sorry, nothing to do with survival. But uh, Um Robots of Death, Talis Wang Chang, Horror Fang Rock. That's nice. Yes. we well,
1: have got the season gap in the middle, but uh, yeah.
0: yeah. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> so we're back
1: in we're back in the real world again. Uh with everyone in their in their rags. Is that the first are...
0: ever gay joke there where they were holding hands and he's like, What's your game?
1: <laughs> yes, but given what he was doing
0: in episode one, for him to be sort of like, oh, it's a bit gay. Well, now (laughs) he goes goes off, doesn't he, and gets a load of boys to fight in this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, that's
1: a nice ending for that character. He's had nothing to do, but... That's his one line, just as he goes. But just to be the one who shows up how bad Sergeant Patterson is and, and to say thank you for saving my life
0: and to be grateful, and, you know, it's just that... Those little characters. If only Ace knew okay. that was her long-lost brother. She'll find out later, though. Don't worry. Oh. Okay, so um Patterson there was like the epitome of that thing in Doctor Who of having, like, an alien invasion and then being like, yeah, that never happened, which they do yeah. a lot in Doctor Who, don't they? Yeah. Which they address in Rusty Davies' time, where it's like it's so public that you can't deny it.
1: Yeah. And then they completely mess up in the oh, first time by saying, no. oh, well, it, was, it never happened.
0: <laughs> I take it uh, back, you know, crap. this is the gayest thing I've ever seen in Doctor Who. The uh, man in the leather jacket yeah. caressing motorbikes.
1: But, you say that, but in the 80s, that wasn't ostensibly gay. Well, it's not because... now. It just turns
0: me on a bit. That's so. <laughs>
1: <Sorry>. all. <laughs> oh, sorry. It's
0: like... No. It,
1: it's, it's like in that time when we had people like george michael and freddie mercury and like in the public popular public perception these people weren't gay they were macho yeah ladies men how with george michael leather.
0: how with that hair that feathery hair
1: but but then i knew people who copied his style and wore the leather and had the hair with the
0: hairspray um you know straight as grown-ups you know Oh, gosh. Look at what Midge is wearing. That is incredible.
1: That's power dressing. That's straight out of... I I love the shirt as well. That's a gorgeous colour.
0: It kind of works, because he's really slight of build, and some of those guys Mm -hmm. are much more muscular, but he's owning the room. I'm guessing that's the point, isn't it? (laughs) Yes, but... Oh, no. Here's that girl. Oh, poor Sirkin. Who's my my big brother? um, Sorry. Sorry.
1: So I was going to waffle on about Midge and uh, and and attitude and and swagger and how just the way you behave and the way you hold yourself can make a complete difference to how people perceive you. And if you walk into that room and you're kind of a bit hunched and you're you're uncertain, you're looking about, then you don't command respect. But a a simple change of body language and maybe the clothes as well.
0: And suddenly you can be the centre of attention and you can be the king. Um, I think it's all attitude like yeah I'm not going to talk about where I work but uh, so essentially I dress a bit trampish I'm a manager but I dress a bit trampish and I was once told you know like why don't you dress up like a manager and I'm like it's not my clothes that gives me my authority it's how I treat people you know yeah and I don't know okay yeah being being a leader in that respect
1: and it's something that a role that everybody has to do from time to time and like the, the aspects of authority that you've got here you know i mean those guys they could just kill him in an instant you know yeah. they don't have to listen to him but he's got them and and he's i it's it's like a magic spell but it's not because there are so many simple little tricks that he's doing uh, again also it's all acting
0: it's and all maybe acting.
1: actually yeah. they would just take one look at him and say who's this fucking?"
0: Fuck off! No, I'm gonna be so. I'm gonna be like so uh, uh, shallow here. But the guy in the grey tank top. Oh my words! Well, yes. I don't do this. I don't get the chance with Doctor Who very often. It's all that is about pretty girls. It's never about pretty boys. <laughs> I
1: have a slightly odd relationship with uh, everyone in Doctor Who. In the by dint of them being in Doctor Who, they're not sexy.
0: Oh really? What even in the
1: new it, series? A new series, old series, because they're in Doctor Who, it just negates any kind of like attraction or interest. Uh, and I'm not really sure why. I, don't well, know I think that's, a, that's a
0: nice place to be, if I'm honest. Uh, I, in opposition, I would jump into the TARDIS with Polly, Ben, and Jamie. And I'm gay, but I, you know, Polly can join in if she likes. Like, <laughs> sorry. Oh, she's. I, uh, Polly and in particular
1: Annick Wills are uh, just so much charisma. What a wonderful warm person if you've sort of ever met at conventions or whatever. Um fantastic. Don't,
0: don't go and listen to the two watch you episodes featuring Polly then, because my word. Oh okay. <laughs> oh. oh Patterson's well, dead. No, oh look at I love this. Look, she's clearly already wearing the contacts. Mm. But she's got her eyelids down, so it looks yeah. like she's looking over there. It's that's that's clever. Oh it's, no, we're heading into motorbike crash, aren't we? This may be where this falls apart. It's
1: it's frustrating, isn't it? When everything's going so well, and it's it's so beautiful, you've got like a, an actual lyrical story with with a bit of depth, which is like I don't know. I mean, did EastEnders have depth at this time on British television? Uh, I don't think so. No. Were there allegories on EastEnders? Did they even try? I don't know. I'm not going to Stephen. When
0: I watched yeah. this as a child, or as a child, as a young teenager, this was the most exciting episode. I loved all this stuff. Oh,
1: oh yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's thrilling, isn't it? And I've just noticed a couple of... One thing I've just noticed is he did that shot with them all lined up on the top of the hill, and he did something similar earlier with the Master, and... And just to line them up
0: like that is—it's always going to look good. That's always yeah. a nice, nice visual. And I think, like, um, even though this is a ridiculous set piece, like, it, just conceptually and in execution, he is doing all he can to make it dynamic.
1: Yes. Uh, even the way dro- I, are they draw—are they actually—are those motorbikes bikes moving? I don't
0: know, but McCoy's bikes is hilarious.
1: No. Actually, I didn't look too bad on the very small screen on. <before>
0: boom and when you get mccoy's ass hanging out of that sofa that's just so funny it
1: makes it makes thematic sense and that's all that matters but i'm telling you now
0: if if two motorbikes collided yeah yeah the two survivors of that crash would not just have a slightly blackened face no they've
1: got no protective gear on um i mean it, 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 yeah, but it's BBC and you can't really show him with his arm off and... Uh, Shame. You man. can't show the... I mean, the classic one is where the The story I heard about the the policeman who found the... um There was a motorcycle crash and the policeman found the helmet and then he looked at what was in the helmet.
0: <gasps> Ooh, that's grim. That is grim. Yeah, that was grim. Um, if this was written by Eric's award, you'd be seeing the arms off and the head off and everything off, all right? <laughs> Well, you've got to show it hurts. Haven't yeah. I mean, you've got to show it really fucking hurts. Oh. See, this, I remember when I was younger, This I found this really frightening that she's backing mm-hmm. away from all these blokes of art on her. Well,
1: that's a real threat, isn't it? That's yeah. like, that is genuinely terrifying. There's no sci fi there. And it's actually the, it's how weird to have the sci fi element be the thing that saves her. To be up against something as real as about to be beaten up by a bunch of yeah matters on Horsenden Hill but like you said
0: earlier that that fusion of like science fiction and the domestic here Mm. it's it's almost jarring because the two are so like diverse but as a story I don't know I just think it has like a a feel to it an atmosphere to it that's really unique Yes.
1: yes everybody is on board with this everybody's pushing in the same direction and when road and came back for the new series uh, that yeah. didn't happen yeah um that I mean, was that, the dullest thing i have ever watched I, i'm sorry and it, i don't think it had to be but i think it was ruined because new doctor who has to be a certain style and it has to be dr Who, and and that but what it needed to be like celtic all the way through it needed to have it needed to get that feel of being, like, um, pagan and mm. Old English. And it just didn't. Um, what was it called? Uh, oh, see, I can't even remember. That's how forgetful it was. But who cares? He's just killed Lisa Bellman. What an absolute git.
0: And I'm very pleased that they gave her a chance to be seen for a mm. scene. Well, some would say she's quite good looking well she's incredibly good looking but I, yes. I will also say i have listened to and reviewed every single bernie Summerfield story she's done on audio she's a terrific yeah. actress as well as a terrific director like yes. she's very talented we should have seen more of her here frankly oh god yes yes oh
1: well um season 27 should have introduced uh lisa bowman as uh, bernie Summerfield, the new companion uh, but uh, not to be. Can I just that. say
0: that there was an image there that summed up the 80s for me an old mattress just being <laughs> left to rot. Let's mattress. Yeah.
1: Um, so, there, and, and this is, I think this is the first indication we had that the, the cheetah people were once people of a kind. Yes. And, uh, and uh, it hasn't been really revealed before, but now we, we can see it. And Ace is like, I think that hits Ace as well. And I love that the Doctor says that the planet will always be with her. That this is something that's going to stay with you forever. Oh, <laughs> back up to his mischief. Uh, the Master's picking the lock on the TARDIS. He'll be sabotaging the Magna Carta any day now.
0: <laughs> that, was gen- that that death scene of Kara, that was genuinely moving, though. Mm. Like, like you skip back to, like, I don't know, Trial of the Time Lord, um, yeah. season 24. I can't think of any scenes that kind of played... As real as that,
1: or even where they tried to go for that emotion, where they tried to go for, let's try and do a moving scene, let's try and get yeah. some get people. I suppose there's uh, the twin dilemma. <laughs> there's a moving death scene in that. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, it's the program, but you know,
0: that's a that's a, uh, an episode that makes me feel many things.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this ah, confrontation
0: is so good.
1: Yes, it's beautifully shot, and they're they're in hell. You know, this is yeah. the final battle. They, they've they gone out of the real world. They're stuck back to the cheetah world. They've all escaped from, and we see how it's progressed without them, and it's dying, and oh, God, I love it so much. This and is like the Reichenbach escaped.
0: Falls, isn't it? It's like that climactic moment between these two giants.
1: Yes, but they've been reduced. They've been – they've had – like, they're not – commanding huge armies or uh you know fighting for the universe they're just fighting for themselves they're just fighting for their own their own spirit and uh and that's amazing oh i'm gonna say
0: something though i'm not entirely sure if mccoy's up to this no he's not but (laughs) i I don't care but he's got (laughs) like he's going for it and i i I appreciate that oh here we go
1: and sitting in the middle of the street shouting it yeah. is just hilarious. Enter Jackie <laughs>
0: Tyler 0. 0.5. There Wait. she is.
1: Did you hear him? You're right.
0: Flipping cats. Oh, she does look like Jackie, doesn't she?
1: she well, she's she got the hairdo and the,
0: the big earrings, so, you know. I think this woman was the inspiration, you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Russell definitely. Davis watched this story and was like, you know what? That character's just not in it enough. Let's write him in for two seasons.
1: (laughs) Ah, genius. Um, Yes, but be careful, because Russell T. Davis doesn't take all his references from Doctor Who, and it would be a mistake to assume so. (laughs) I'll
0: show you what would be even more genius, would be if he had written in that that was Jackie Tyler. (laughs) Do the
1: ages work out? I don't know. Oh, who cares? Um, Who cares? (laughs) It would be fun. <laughs> yes, it does, because she got married in 87, so that's fine. Oh, an ace wearing the hat oh, and carrying the umbrella. I mean, yeah, oh, it's looks... subtly symbolic, isn't it? But she looks gorgeous. And, oh, the, oh, he's so good at the hat flip. I love McCoy. The little hat flip takes it back. They're both smiling. She doesn't need to look back at him. Um Sorry, this is literal commentary, but <laughs> it's just...
0: I... But do you know what this is? This scene is like uh almost like a summation of the season like we really we we we've got it right this year
1: yeah and andrew Cartmore, bless him for all his. he can be very come across as very arrogant yes what he did and what he created here is magnificent this is this <laughs> paving the way for the 90s and, and that kind of style and yeah. I mean, the ultimate expression of I think what Andrew Cartmel wanted to do is Sandman, Neil Gaiman's Sandman,
0: uh, and those comics, which are just oh well. I, I mean, I'm pleased Andrew Cartmel didn't write any dog suits in this. I've read his new adventures, and uh, yeah. yeah,
1: no. What do you, you think of this final speech?
0: Beautiful. I think it's mm. beautifully written. I as obviously dubbed, which is a bit of a shame, but the music's yeah. lovely as well. Somewhere
1: else can I cannot imagine what they would have been saying otherwise, yeah. like. And then walking away. Come on, Ace, inside. I've
0: got some Sheba cat food for you in the TARDIS. <laughs> <laughs> or something dreadful like that. You say that. There was a, wasn't there an outtake from Avengers of Varos where it's like, you know, oh I thought I was gonna have to have cuttlefish and millet for you or something when she's turned into a mm. bird. Something awful. so wow, I, there we go. This is it. This is it. How how did how
1: did we feel now? Because like back in eighty-nine watching this and knowing that
0: or, or, like, having the feeling this this was all over, it wasn't coming back. Um, I, I always feel, like, a, a pang of, uh, like, poignancy at this point, that there wasn't any more, just because yeah. what they were doing was so good. that <laughs> I, I have a feeling, like, whatever they would have done next, they would have continued this kind of streak of of quality.
1: Yeah. I think, and I, 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 I'm also glad it, it finished there. Yeah. Um, Because I was about 9 or 10, probably 10 when this came out. And I think something happens to you when you go through your teen years and you get to 15, 16. If it had still been going when I was that age, I might have hated the show. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you change and your interests change. Um, And I think that's true of a lot of Doctor Who fans, that the
0: best Doctor Who is when you're 8 and the worst is when you're 17. Someone said um, to me, like, you know, there's a point where all Doctor Who is good when you're a young child. And then yeah. one fateful day, you know, you hit an age where, you know, your first story is like, oh, well, that just wasn't very good. And then as soon as you start thinking like that, you're in trouble. Yeah. There's no way back. Um, but that but I thought, just I thought that was actually really strong. And because mm. I think almost because of what comes next in 2005, mm. it feels all the stronger for it. Yes, because it builds on it, uh,
1: and I think there's there's ten seconds of motorcycle bullshit, and, <laughs> but apart from that, it's
0: it's it's just beautiful. But it's, you know, like I, I don't know, there's something about classic who that I I kind of love that the bullshit's in there as well as the really good stuff.
1: Yes, yes, and we did not deserve survival we didn't deserve a season as good as season 26 i don't think um
0: what fandom you mean yeah fandom was a bit ungrateful at this point wasn't it
1: fa- fa- fandom, <laughs> I, fandom and, the, and the world in general it shouldn't have happened because it's a it it, it was a dead show from, from really from trial of a time lord it was it was like i think every year they said to jnt you know we're going to cancel it if you leave so that's why you end up staying on as long as he did okay. um and they it, it should have So, yeah, so every year they said, well, the impression I get is every year J&T wanted to leave and they said, if you leave, we'll cancel the show. So he ended up staying on as long as he did. And nobody should be caring about Doctor Who. But you have got people who care. You have got people who are making that effort and really pushing it out. And it's wonderful. And it shows the show's got all the potential. um, and, And it's like nothing else on television. It's the best
0: i um i I have one final question for you then on the back of that and that is you take the jnt era as a whole yeah those 10 seasons those 10 years um do you think the quality and the tone of the stories is dependent upon not jnt but the script editor that is producing the stories well evidently yeah. um... You're sorry, that was, that was entirely rhetorical. That question, but on. I, know. I, I
1: know, but, but, but you're right to ask. And but what JNT did, it and the crucial thing is finding the right people, and yeah, that is what he got so right. I don't know if he was landed with Andrew Carl or if he picked him out, or or no, noticed his talent. Um, but to, to actually put together the right people, and then to be able to say to your script editor, Yes, you can choose all the writers yes you can do this um because a producer I, I presume a producer has absolute control over a show and they yeah. can dig in as far as they like um but he, he knew when to give uh his script editor latitude and yeah i
0: mean that i mean something when, Jensen, in those middle period that middle period with eric sword obviously something went awry there That wasn't a comfortable relationship, and you can almost see the show suffering as a result. As in, you've got these two people vying, making Doctor Who, and you can almost feel it being pulled in two directions. I feel like come Andrew Cartmel's time, JNT's, he hasn't left the show. Ie, he's still like Mm -hmm. a fantastic. uh, He's brilliant with finances, and he knows how to put the money on the screen but he stepped back from being so bullish with uh the the stories that are being produced and he's Mm. just said to andrew cartwell go and do it just do the doctor you want to do i'll put it on the screen
1: yes but yeah i and and it is it is an absolute tragedy that he is jnt is not around for the commentaries and for the dvd's and blu-rays now because it would be fascinating it would be so interesting to know where his input starts and finishes how much he's involved um one thing big finish do do that there's the talk back, the jnt memoirs oh i have it
0: yeah i have it reads out his memoirs and i that's just it's wonderful um i almost feel like with that it is really interesting there are lots of interesting behind the scenes but i feel like that is like uh pitched kind of without all the behind the scenes gossip that we kind of Mm -hmm. want. Um, I think the the most interesting thing about JNT is the Totally Tasteless book. Uh, Now, and that's not anything to do with like, I don't care about the debauchery that's going on. Like, I know some people will read it just for that. What's fascinating about that book is it shows like his meteoric rise as he took Mm. on Doctor Who. His star is in The Ascension. He's so excited to be producing. And those 10 years chart how his career went up, 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 and then <laughs> plummeted. And it's tragic. It's a real tragic read. But the yeah. biggest tragedy is, should he have left earlier? Like, should he have left around the time of the five doctors? Would he be better remembered? Yes. And he could, but then,
1: I don't know. I know it's impossible to say because uh, because you hear some of the ideas
0: he came up with, and they're all shit. Um, but would you be without... I wouldn't be without Colin Baker. I wouldn't be without mm-hmm. Sylvester McCoy. Season yeah. 26, I really like Trial of a Time Lord, and I don't care yeah. who knows it. Um, like, there were some mistakes made there, sure, but... Yeah. I don't know. He's such an interesting bloke to talk about, JNT. Oh, yeah.
1: Well, that's that's uh, that's another five-hour podcast. <laughs> but I, I, I did just want to say about this sort of one last bit, is that this is when... Doctor Who kind of left us and it, every age is a difficult age when you're a kid. And so leaving you at ten is no more difficult than any other time. Um and yeah, yeah, I like this makes this made sort of like uh Sylvester and Sophie were my doctor and companion. Uh loved them to bits. So um so yeah, so it's it's just uh yeah, very nostalgic time, very very it was very sad to see them go.
0: Well, that just leaves me uh, the opportunity to say thank you so much for joining me today. It has been a wonderful conversation. It's been a fucking pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I I, I refuse to do this on mic anymore because uh, people keep telling me off because I keep asking people back on mic and where where they can't, they don't have the opportunity to say no really without seeming like a complete bastard. So we'll talk, but thank you so much. It's been a pleasure.
1: Thank you. Fantastic. Thank you very much.